I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 75, I'm going to talk about how to help your small church, ministry, or small group grow. I'll be sharing from a lesson I did at the Look Up Small Church Leaders Conference. And you'll learn how to live an inspired and inspiring life, how to do more with less stress, how to develop personal systems, and how to bear more fruit. All this and more on this episode of the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I hope you're having an amazing, amazing 2021, and that you're putting into some of the habits that we talked about last episode in episode 74, about some of the five habits that growing church leaders are doing. The friendship habit, the phone habit, the accountability habit. What are you putting into practice this year to make you a better leader and to make this life count? I hope that at least one thing has struck a chord and is helping you to grow. We're going to continue on as I share from uh, lessons that I did at the Look Up Small Church Leaders Conference in 2019. And today I want to talk about how to live an inspired and inspiring life. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 35 It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone's looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That's why I've come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. I just... I love this passage. There's so much in such a short passage. But what you see there with, with Jesus is he's spiritually powered by the Lord. He's, he's prayerful. He's self-directed. He's not getting jerked around by anybody, even for good reasons. He had a morning routine. He chose what to do and what not to do. And he took action when no one was even calling him to do it. And it's just by definition, it's such a snapshot of an effective leader. And like I shared a couple episodes ago, I just love the quote about Gandhi. Some had spoken as well as he or better, but his biographer said that Gandhi's greatness lay in doing what others might do, but don't. It's just all about what you actually do. That's what was so powerful about Jesus is that he was not only a great teacher, And he's so action-oriented. And Earl Nightingale said, successful people make a habit of doing what failures don't like to do. And that's that's so true. And that's the way Jesus is. And and we just need to imitate him, just the kind of action orientation. So I want to talk to you about how we can live in a more inspiring life. Number one, how to do more with less stress. Have you felt some stress during COVID? I certainly have. 
I mean, if, if the ministry wasn't stressful before, how much more now? On top of doing our regular ministry, we've got to be videographers. We've got to be social media people. We've got all these different jobs we got to learn and fast. Is there anyone listening who's not busy? I doubt it. I'm thankful that you take the time to listen to this. I mean, whether your ministry, your campus ministry, or your singles ministry, or married ministry is 20 or 600, we're all busy. And keep in mind the Pareto principle, or the 80-20 rule. 20% of your actions are creating 80% of your performance. And distinguish the 20% of effective work from the 80% of marginal and ineffective work. That's something really important to understand is that a lot of the things you're doing, you could cut them out and it would really make no difference in the health of your ministry. And sometimes we just get so busy. And if you're like me during COVID, I'm busier than ever. I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm on the treadmill. And when I hear people like Joel P talking about taking a Sabbath break, I'm like, oh my gosh. I hear the words of Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, dream on, dream on. I just go, oh my Lord. But it's just, it's crazy. And I, I definitely need to imitate what he's doing there. But focus on developing the 20% that's effective. And that's what, that's what Jesus really understood. He, you know, think about it. The night before he'd been healing people who were sick. He'd gone late into the night to serve people and help people. And then in the morning they said, listen, you got... All his disciples ran and said, hey, everyone's looking for you. Can you keep doing what you did last night? And he's basically, without saying it, he just said, no, that's not what I'm going to do. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to preach the word. I've got to go to other places and preach the word. And so you also need to focus on developing the 20% that you've been called to do. One of those things is inspired preaching and teaching. You've got to become a great preacher and teacher. If you don't like to preach... Maybe the ministry's not for you. You've got to love it. You've got to eat it up. You've got to love to get in front of people and, and bring the word, whether it's in preaching or in teaching. Evangelism is definitely part of that 20%. You know, following up with people, getting into Bible studies. Another part of that 20%, training young leaders. Jesus was with his disciples. And this is something that, that I just go, okay, I've got to really focus on. Communication and, and encouragement. Staying in touch with people during COVID is definitely important. It's always important. And I'd recommend doing a stop doing list. This is something that if you've heard any of my messages, I talk about over and over again. From time to time, you've got to cut out the 80% that's not helping you. And maybe you just got to cut out, cut out some things. Maybe you're discipling some older disciples. They've been disciples for 10 or 20 years. And you're still having discipling times. And you get there with them and you go, what am I going to talk about? They already know everything I know. I mean, you're not going to add that much to their growth. They've, in a way, they've kind of plateaued, and they're they're mature. They need friendship for sure, but maybe you don't need to disciple those people. They can disciple one another. What are some other things? Traditional activities, unfruitful events, cut it out. Uh, things accumulate, and you've got to cut those things out. So, do more with less stress by cutting out things that are not as important. So during COVID, what are some things you can just cut out that it's not really working? I've had to take a look at my schedule this this year and go, okay, I'm I'm trying to do too much. I, I, I looked at my schedule, I go, I'm teaching this night, I'm teaching this night, I'm trying to do this Bible talk, I go, and on Sunday, 
doing a podcast. And I go, oh, wait a second. I can't do it excellently and do all these things. And so I'm just in the process of cutting back and going, okay, what's the most important? Let's talk about how to develop personal systems. How to develop personal systems. We talked about this a few episodes back and how to make 2021 your best year ever. We talked about the goal problem, that goals can make you feel like a loser because by definition, it's, it's a goal that you haven't attained. And so as long as you haven't attained it, you feel like I'm deficient, I haven't achieved it, so I, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not there. I love to set goals and go after them. I recommend them for every person. But the challenge is if you aren't hitting them regularly, it leads back to the negativity we talked about above, where we get a negative mindset. We feel like we're losers. And Scott Adams in his book, How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big, says goals are for losers and systems are for winners. And I hope that by now you've set your goals for 2021. We talked about that. And uh, I hope you've got your goals and your systems in place. As long as you haven't hit your goal, you're technically a, a loser. And I love what, here's a quote from Scott Adams. He says, goal-oriented people exist in a state of continuous pre-success failure at best and permanent failure at worst if things never work out. Systems Systems help people succeed every time they apply their systems in the sense that they did what they intended to do. And so that's, that's the way to live, is working on systems that help you to achieve your goals. Set, set your life up so you feel like you're winning on a daily basis if possible. You know, like losing, let's say you want to drop some weight or gain some weight. Maybe you're trying to, to get swole, as, as some people say. You know, maybe maybe your system should be I want to I want to record Weight Watchers daily rather than just setting a target weight. Maybe maybe it's goals to get into shape. You commit three to five times in the gym weekly. You know, I try to go in the afternoon. It's real quiet. I've I've already used my brain time in the morning. I like to get out, take a break, and go work out in the gym in the afternoon. That's kind of what I've been doing recently. Spirituality. I'm going to commit to 15 minutes a day meditating on Jesus. Or bearing fruit. I'm going to share with three people a day until I meet someone open. That's, that's a goal I've had in the past. Every goal you need, to, for every goal you have, you need to have a system that you can work on daily to achieve it. And so we talked about that over, so I'm not going to go into that too much. But super important, have systems to support your goals. Let's talk about how to bear more fruit at, at any time in your Christian life. And that includes during COVID. Okay, Jesus replied... In Mark chapter 1 and verse 38, let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That's why I've come. So we traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. If your church is under 100 members, if your ministry is under 100 members, it's all about you. You have to lead the way. Even if it's not, you still have to lead the way. And one of the things that's, that's great about leading a small church is it puts a good pressure on you to set a great example in the area of evangelism. And it's awesome. Now, with COVID, I go, okay, that it, it offers a, a unique challenge because we can't, people are at home, people are away from us. And I go, okay, the way I view it is I'm going to have to get even more creative. I may have to learn some new things, but I'm going to be fruitful. I'm determined to find a way. And I want you to have that same mindset. 
You're the most attractive, persuasive member of your church in many cases. So use your superpower. Decide, listen, I'm going to find out a way. And so one thing that I've been doing in this year is I go, okay, how can I do it? And so what I did was I started an online Bible talk. And this is totally experimental. I basically invited some people. There's, We've got a number of different professionals in our church that work at Raytheon Missile Systems, Caterpillar, which is like a heavy equipment company. There's a bunch of medical personnel that work in hospitals. And I invited them to join me for a half an hour Bible talk Thursday from 12 to 1230 that I lead over Zoom. And I invited everyone in the church who wants to or has professionals to join. And what I've been doing is going through the book of Daniel. And I'll do like Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. That was the first one. I talk, the theme is 10 times better. How to succeed in your personal or in your professional and spiritual life. That's the theme of the whole Bible discussion. And so I contacted a person that I've been reaching out to who is an executive. He's he's not a member of our church, but he's become a friend. We've studied the Bible in the past. But I know he's super connected and he knows a ton of people. So I invited him. He was the first person I called, said, Would you join my Bible discussion? And guess what? He came to the first one and he brought a friend. And he said, listen, I can't come because my wife's father passed away, but I'm going to come in two weeks, and I've already got three more people lined up to come. I go, that's exciting to me. I go, that's exactly what I had hoped for. And I've invited, you know, I've got other people, other disciples in the church coming. But I go, okay, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to keep going. I don't care. It's going to, I've never done this before, but I'm going to do it. And I want you to have that same mindset. And, and you don't have to do that, but you can do something else by go, what are you going to do? Nothing can hold back the gospel. It cannot be chained. We're going to find ways. I was talking to a person who shared about another minister who last year saw 130 baptisms in his church. And it was all done through social media. And I go, oh my gosh, it can happen. And so I just got to find a way. COVID does not give us a pass to not be evangelistic. And I know you're not that type of a person, so find a way to do it. So follow, follow the fundamentals. I like to use three by five cards. When I find someone that I meet, I write on the, their name, all the information about them. I follow up with them three times. If they are not interested after three times, I just throw the card away. I do not get them lost in my my phone. I don't type their name in there because, you know, If you've ever looked at a person's name and go, who is that person? You're afraid to call them and you're afraid to delete them. And so they just stay there unknown. Use three by five cards. Share, follow up, set up studies, teach and baptize. That's how people become Christians. And so um, another thing you can try is a prayer group. And that's something we're really focused on here in Tucson. My, My theme for this year is trust. And every service that we're having, whether it's midweek or Sunday or just anytime we're getting together, we're spending extended time in prayer. We also have like a five-month prayer and fasting chain going where we've got multiple people praying and fasting for that day, all you know, for the first five months of this year. And it reminds me of a prayer group I had in, in Tokyo, Japan. There was a time when I just had not been fruitful in a long time, and I just didn't know how to do it. And I got up and made an announcement. I said, hey, listen, I, I want to bear more fruit, and I'm starting a prayer group. And if you want to join me, you can. And, you know, it was just kind of awkward, and I didn't feel very confident. But some people showed up, and we had like I think about six or seven people show. We just would pray once a week, 
in the morning at the church. And in the next six months, 13 people got baptized from that prayer group. It was amazing. In fact, one Sunday, two married couples got baptized on the same day. It had never happened before. And it just came from a need like, I don't know how to do it. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to ask God to open the door. So what can you do? What? How can you bear fruit? You can do it, but you got to try something. You got to get active. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me ask you a favor. Let your friends know about it and how to find it. Tell your church friends and please spread the word. My goal is to inspire you. I want to, I want to help you to make this life count, to live a no regrets life, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Next week, we're going to continue on on this theme of how to grow your ministry, even during COVID. Have a great day and make this life count.